hello, hello, everybody. This is Andrea Little Mason, Dr. Dula, and today I am here. Oh my goodness. This is one of the first women that I saw when I was expanding my horizon on Instagram. I said, who is this Dr. Midwife person? <laughs> Dr. Underscore Midwife. Who is she? And she was absolutely crazy doing some live or something. And I said, what? And the first... And the first thing I saw was like, she's talking my language. She's saying the stuff I like. I was like, who is she? I think I was on one day before I was like, hello, I do a blog called Birth Her Story. I would love to interview you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I do love a good analogy. When you say crazy, I'm like, mm, that sounds good. And so she is here with us today and I am so excited. I don't know her personally. I've only known of her for the month or so I've been on Instagram. And so now I am, we're going to be exploring what I know of her together. <laughs> but I'm, before I get started, I'm just going to let Miss Stephanie, Dr. Stephanie Mitchell, <laughs> Dr. Stephanie Mitchell, <laughs> Dr. Midwife Stephanie wow. Mitchell. You know, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell us who she is. Go ahead now. Okay. So um, my name is Stephanie. I am a certified nurse midwife, but um, I practice on the doctorate level. So all that means is this, that after I got my midwifery education, my, um, my um, master's of science degree in, mid in um, nursing with a certification in midwifery, all that means is that I went on and did another tiny little extra step um, to help improve the practice of nursing. And by doing that, I became, um, I received my doctorate degree. Mm -hmm. So I have a doctorate degree in nursing. I am a certified nurse midwife. And so that's just like a radical way to say like, I'm a midwife. I'm going to take care of you in the it's best way I can. It's just a radical way to say, oh my God, I'm amazing. I'm <laughs> <No>. right. <laughs> it's just a whole lot of, listen, mostly it's like an expensive bullshit way. And I am apologizing. Sometimes the words that I use can be a little spicy, and I'm working on that. <clears throat> no, you're not. You are not working on I'm it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not working on it. Thank I'm, you. I'm See? Well, I said that yesterday, and I woke up this morning, and I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. And then I messed up already. <laughs> <laughs> so all of those things and letters and all of that, it's an expensive way um, that I found to interrupt the typical institutionalization of, of birth. It's unfortunate that this is the way that it is right now. Um, but, you know, let, let's say a good 90 plus percent of women who have um, labors and births, they're happening in these institutions and hospitals. And the easiest way to get at these tables to make changes um, are to get those stupid letters and degrees at these places and they make it difficult. These are hurdles that you are not supposed to pass, but you do, but you do because you know that in order to make these kind of changes, you need to be at these tables. Mm -hmm. um, don't care. Why do I do this? Everything. You just asked who I am. <laughs> See, then I, I warned you. And remember, I tell people all the time, oh. I don't edit because I love all of this. Oh. All of this love. But I'm like, frust I'm frustrated about how much that it is fire in my soul that yes. when people ask me what my name is or what do you do, you just ask me a simple question. I'm like, let me tell you about how terrible it is. And that's why I wanted <laughs> to talk to you because I don't know what you were saying that day, but it was like something. And then you went off into this thing. And I was like, <laughs> she's got a lot to say. Let me go find it. Is. Sometimes I'm coming okay, over so, work and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? So, okay, so it? tell, okay, so, because I want to hear that. And then there's this other thing yeah. I got to ask you about. Okay. I don't know if you're going to you're gonna tell me or tell mm -hmm. us, but I'm going to ask. Okay, so I'm going to race, okay. race, race. Okay, okay. What, what, how did you get interested in birth? I mean, what the, was it something that you were, you know, some people are like, I was seven and I told my big mama that I wanted to help be a baby doc. You know, I wanted to help. It was, mama. Really, it was almost as idyllic um, as that, but unfortunately less so. Um, I would say I grew up in a bit of a um, uh, unconventional home in terms of what was a typical, probably for my area. Um, I was raised in a neighborhood that was at the height of the crack epidemic in, in, in Boston at the time. Um, my father was um, affected by that. And so 
as a result was my mother and all of the siblings. There were six of us. And so that shaped the beginning of my normalcy, which was a very, very abnormal, very abnormal life. Uh, and what I saw as a child growing up in the 80s was a family on TV who, for the first time, showed to me what the hell normal was. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Yes. This is a black mom and she's a lawyer. And this is a black dad. And he delivers babies? What is that? Who do, is that's a thing? Is that a thing? And I feel really bad that, you know, um, the, those positive memories of my childhood, which really shaped uh, my very first instinct on what birth was. Um, I hate that it was marred by, you know, yeah. the scandal surrounding it. So I'm not even gonna, you know, let's yeah. just, it's, it's black American legacy to me. Exactly, I agree with you. <clears throat> and because of my, uh, because of my, uh, poor, probably education around uh, healthy relationships and healthy sexuality, or really devoid of any um, education regarding the woman's body. You know, when I, when my sister, she got, she was younger than me. She got her period. Then she thought she was dying. She <laughs> thought she was dying. Oh. And she was younger. She was, and she's showing me. I'm like, yes, bitch, you dying. We, you dying for sure. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like, it was just like, you know, and she, she had been going through that for three days. And, you know, to be, oh, wow. to be, uh, and if I cry, that's just what the hell I do. But I just, appreciate you sharing. Yeah. It's life, you know, but yeah. I want to say that shaped the formative years of fe a female body. And so subsequently, because being devoid of this, like this kind of education, because I'm going to tell you, abstinence is, and, and, and not discussing it and thinking that we're not going to do it because also my um, mother raised us in a very, very, very conservative uh, Christian household. We were Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so there wasn't a, a lot of talk of sexuality or birth control and these types of things. It was more like, no, you just don't do it. You just don't have sex. Mm -hmm. You don't do it. Well, I sure the hell did. I sure did. <laughs> and, and immediately found myself pregnant. <laughs> Yes, at the age of 15, you know, <clears throat> and so um, I, my first personal experience in um, maternity and healthcare was as a teenage girl going there for prenatal care, you know, now, and, and I'm, as I've lived my life and whatever, I realized what happened to me in that setting a little more clearly. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm a midwife and I've worked in the birth world for so long, I realized like, oh, actually that was violent. That was not right, I don't think. That was part of the protocol. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I must've been at my first visit. I must've been, now I'm thinking probably somewhere between like 18, 20 weeks, something like that. And the physically, like, I know you don't need to do all the invasive pap smears. And I know that's not even the recommended science. I'm not, you know, for someone who is not only like sexually naive, yes. but also, um, you know, as their first exposure. So I, so living that life, okay, as a, as that person and that my daughter now, she's, um, it's about to be 21. Wow. <laughs> so, my, my, my but that was my first foray into the healthcare system in that side. I'm like, that's not what my program showed me. That's not what I saw growing up on TV. It's not supposed to be like that. And so that based, I knew I was going to deliver babies. I knew that. Okay. Uh -huh. But the, the part of it of feeling like I'm not just going to deliver babies. It's more than this. It's yes. a little bit more than this. Yeah. Um, was shaped at an early age. And so I found myself um, working, struggling really, really hard to, um, you know, education wise. It's like my, anyone who knows me all my life is like, damn, you've been in school forever. And that's right. <laughs> I don't care if I, I started in a community college in Roxbury and I took classes and I took classes and I took classes. And, you know, I, I lived in a shelter for a short period of time and had to get on commuter rails, buses, trains, drop my daughter off, get on the bus, go to Roxbury Community College, take my one class or two classes or whatever I could, 
come back, pick up my daughter, go back to the shelter. These are the things wow. that I had to do. So these are my experiences living yes. this existence. So I have a very kind of clear understanding of the different pieces that just your general population of black women may, may experience. Yeah. I also have seen the other side being a, um, a labor and delivery nurse, which that took, that was a journey itself, even being able to be on that type of floor, which I, you know, I live in Boston, the, the labor and delivery nurses were not reflective. The obstetricians, the midwives were not reflective of the community in which they were serving. It wasn't reflective of the community in which the institution was. So that was my second foray. Like why on a 120 nurse unit, there were two black nurses. Wow. You know, and then as I got to see, and I'm trying to make this really succinct, but all these are all the reasons why yeah. I'm passionate about what I do and what I believe so strongly. Um, it's because of these experiences. So when I, and I worked on the labor and delivery floor um, for about 10, 10 years. And um, some of the things that I saw were violent and not overtly violent. Nobody's yeah. beating anyone on the head here. I need to yeah. be really clear. Yes. It's just when you are in an educational institution like this, the way it was built historically, what it was built on, the women they are serving are used for, not used, are, are duly patients, but they're also, you know, um, being practiced on and, you know, they're, they're getting residence care, which I don't have anything wrong against that. Yes. What I'm saying is it's, it's doing harm. It's doing harm to black women. It's doing harm. So that was, that was my second foray. And then from that, you have to say, well, how do I disrupt this? What do I do? I'm not making that. Yeah. You know, how, how, what do you, what do you do? And for me, it was moving into midwifery. For me, it was moving into midwifery. And I, I, I wanted more than anything to be a midwife at that hospital in my community. I know. And I, being working there, getting, as I finally got my BSN and worked there for many years and they saw me going through school and were so supportive. And then when I needed a clinical assignment, I was unable to secure one. No one would precept me. Really? No one would precept me. We don't take students from Frontier University, they said. We never have. Okay, well, um, you never have. Would you consider uh, figuring out what that would entail? You know, since I've been working here and I live in the community and I work, but from the 20 midwives that were on staff, well, none of them identified as women of color as far as I can. I'm concerned, um, except one who had, at the time she had moved away. Um, so um, to serve in, a, in an indigenous area. Yeah. Um, and another who um, doesn't consider herself as a person of color. So, um, you know, uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I was unable, I was unable to secure a preceptorship. So I was faced with a decision on how do I disrupt this when a system is clearly set up not wanting me to disrupt it? Come on now. <laughs> how do I Come do on. that? Do you persist? Do you keep going? I did. I left my home in Boston and drove to Rhode Island five days out of the week to a site that had offered to precept me. And during this time, I kept my night job because, you know, got to eat, right? Back at the place at the hospital that wouldn't precept me. What? You, I mean, what are you going to do? Woo! But let me tell you, so when people put obstacles in front of me, I look at them like, thank you. I appreciate that because now I have got to figure out how to get, the re get around that. And I'm the boss of getting around it. Like it's, You it's, are. Okay? Like, and I want, and not just me getting around it. Now that I have an ability to be able to get in this space, I want to make sure that as a community, we're empowered to understand that no, no doesn't mean no. Or no could mean that they say no, but we are finding ways around to disrupt a broken system. Woo! I love you, you know it. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, anyway, I, I don't even know what your question was. Do you it see doesn't what matter because I'm sitting here eating all this up, honey. And that's, I love it. This is, I was like, yep, this is who I first rolled up on when I first met her, talking about disrupting the system and, and what we needed to do. And I love that because, um, 
everything that you're saying, you know, the pathways that we take to get to a certain place, they inform, they can inform people as much as, you know, or educate people as much as seeing you in that spot. You know, it's really important that people understand that we all come throughout different ways to get certain places and the sacrifices that we're making. When people say, oh, I couldn't find anybody, you know, I couldn't find a preceptor. I see people say that all the time. And people are like, no. I would have done anything. No. I would have done anything. I was going to go to Minnesota. I would have left. I would have done anything. Nobody was going to tell me no. You know what I'm saying? And but what was that drive for you? That difficult. But what was that drive for you that said, I will go wherever I have to? What was that for you? Women. Us. You know? Black women. We're dying. Yeah. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. I see it's like we spout, we spout these statistics and we know it. And it's like, if we don't try to disrupt this, we're, we're gonna keep dying. We can't, we are moms. There's nothing that's saving us. Yeah. Serena, yep. money, fame, notoriety, who you know, who you have a, so your college degree, my doctor degree doesn't mean shit. It doesn't, doesn't mean nothing. Not a thing. No. I don't care. I'm exactly the same as any other black woman. We're all in this lump sum and no other population of people in the United States can say that. That's Why right. people can educate their way out of risk. People who are rich can buy their way out of certain risk. Black women don't have that luxury. That's right. That's my drive. That's my drive, you know. I'm so mad. <laughs> I love your fire. And you know, what's amazing about that, I, I spent most of my life um, in a space where it was, I mean, I was very obviously a black woman, but it was like, oh, we just, you know, I'm like, let's kumbaya, let's do whatever together. And I always say, I love everybody, but this is what I call a state of emergency. It is. You know, this is a state of emergency. And so, you know, I find myself now, black women. I'm just, <laughs> everything, everything sounds, black women. Yes. You know, it's, it, there's, there's the space where, you know, and I think everybody serves a purpose. There's a space where there are those that are like, okay, I'm working on legislation. I'm going and I'm talking to our senators and our representatives and I'm going and I'm doing this and that. And then yes. there are those that are, you know, they're like you, they're like, I, I'm going to do this. You're willing to go states different states because this is something that I know I can do. And well, I, this is, that's what I'm saying. Like there's people who are like, you know, um, there, there are people who are artists. What can you do? What, what can what, you do? What's your strength? What's what is strength? yours? What is yours? What is yours? What is yours? Don't say you cannot, there's everything you could do. I have a friend who's a dental hygienist. She went through a very charming, we grew up together. She busted her behind. And now she's like, well, what do you, what can I do? No, you know your job. Yes. I know your job. What can you do? I Our collective power can, it can be wrangled and helped and like, yes. you know, everyone has what they can do, their voice, their power, you know, that's it. That's all you can, that's all you can do. I know that everyone finds out ways to impact change. And I told, I, I, I told uh, someone when I was working on my doctorate, um, I, I was working on black education, relationship education. And the only, I found a, a person who's like, oh, I would love to work with you to chair your committee, blah, blah, blah. But she was a white woman. And at that time, the president at the time was pushing a lot of $10 million towards relationship education with the hopes that black, you know, it was supposed to be to help black couples. Blah, 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 blah. So I asked her, I said, okay, cause I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, I just, you know, I, I, I think I'm less like this now. <laughs> like, you know, I don't want anybody to get offended, but if I just focus on black people, like <laughs> the education I, system is messed up. It got us all thinking, like, like what? Is I'm it, asking, is, no. Is, is it wrong if I and she told me, she was the one that told me. She said, I said, should I just focus on all relationships or is it bad to focus on you know, black relationship. You gotta approach it all in a weird way. Yeah, and and she said, listen, she said she was over. There were ten regions where there were black. Um, there were it was split up into the United States into ten regions. There were so few people talking about black relationships 
from an educational academic standpoint that she was over one of the regions. I'm talking about over there where on, on the East Coast where you got HBCUs. She was over one of those regions. Okay. And she says, listen, she says, you're right. If you just talk to Black people, then you will limit. There's going to be some people that shut you off right away. She said, but if you don't, then you cannot continue to complain about what people are saying about you, what they are saying is true and not true, and how they are approaching you. Yes. If you don't change the narrative, if you don't dive into it and help and do it, that's your strength. You found it. Exactly. And that's, how, and that's how I approach this as well. I have people that are like, oh, you know, I just, I, I want to, but you just, you talk, are you just for black? I work with everybody. Everyone. But this is a state of emergency. And this is what I know beyond anything else, Stephanie. It's like, look, if I were saying this is specifically for uh, Native American women and we see something we want to address, when I see people doing that, I don't get upset because they see a, a problem and they're addressing it. Totally. I don't get upset when I see Latino totally. women like, listen, we have to approach some things and we need people that are bilingual. We need people that are this. We need people that have cultural competency, understand certain stuff. No one gets upset. To me, it's the, the whole premise of getting upset about so any about About like human health and about wellness and about you know you human but see that's the thing yeah. you said human and there's been a lot of focus on us as black women being bastardized for various reasons on on we we well you don't know where you come from technically and you look so different stephanie are you mixed what are, where are you <laughs> that's just so much it's so like what is that what is that where, like, what are you are you where are you from? Are you from here? <laughs> like, what's, what's this? What's that? I'm not happy. And I'm always happy to break it down. To me, and, and, you know, I'm always happy to back, break it down. But to me, like, when I face that, it's like an interesting thing. Like, okay, I have to either um, explain my Blackness to white people, right? <laughs> well, actually, you have to, like, let's do it for them. Because believe it or not, believe it or not, you, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, it, so I'm always happy to explain, but the, the rationale of why these people are asking is always complex to me. And I do, I love geography more than anything. And I love, um, I love the, the study of, of ethnicity and everything else. So I think it's interesting. Yes. I still think it's interesting. And for the, F and for the FYI, my father, uh, my father is Trinidadian. So he's from Trinidad. Um, and his side of the family is from uh, Venezuela, which uh, Trinidad is on a, sm a small island off the coast of Venezuela, mm -hmm. Venezuela um, and Portugal. Mm -hmm. And um, the other side of the family is um, indigenous people from Trinidad. And the indigenous people from Trinidad the, it looks like if the plan if all of the globe was together that they would originate from India. Yeah, uh, they have darker skin and um, uh, straighter, uh, less curly hair, you know. And then, um, so it's a very interesting dynamic of like culture and yeah. ethnicity in Trinidad. And then my, on my mom's side, uh, she is half German and half Bayesian. Um, and um, on the Bayesian side is uh, Montserrat, um, Bayesian is Barbados, mm -hmm. so West Indian. And then her mother's German because during that time, you know, you got all the people, all during wartime, you have all the soldiers going over there. So my West Indian great-grandfather was like, oh, goes and picks him up a German lady who can't speak English to this day. Well, she's passed away, long gone, but brings her to Roxbury in, in Black America, okay, and raised six half black half white children during that during that time i'm like up oh, and my mom who's um a natural like redhead but she's has very um i felt bad for her what, what was that life even like <laughs> <laughs> she's a lot of i know for a fact uh colorism and racism has traveled so many ways but i feel really bad for that generation yeah because i think they're more hurt by colorism than we are now yeah you know i think that that uh 
that that generation is super damaged um, in terms of like the things that they thought were important, things that they taught their children. Ellie. About, uh, I remember my first perm, like it was, you know, like this, this thing, this glorious thing. My mom, my dad was whew, not happy about that, but, um, but you know, it, it's interesting. We've come a long way. Um, we've come a long way as black women. But and you just, do you ever have, I know that some people that if they had the background, the family background that you did, they, they wouldn't just say, okay, I'm black. Has that ever been a process for you or are you just? Well, it's never, I've never not thought that. I've never not thought that. So my dad, who's black from Trinidad, he's um, dark complexion. He been putting that perm in his hair since then, whatever, to try to be that coolie Indian that he always thought that, you know how the West Indians, sometimes the Trinidadians and Jamaicans, like get the perm out your hair. You've never been coolie ever. That was my dad. Um, <laughs> and my mom who has color complex issues, but you see that even as a kid growing up, cause my dad was super, um, he was super like cognizant of the fact of like, um, colorism and racism, uh, in his children, for his children. He sent us, they did, sent us to, um, a suburban school through a METCO program. A METCO program was a, a, a desegregation initiative initially. And, um, sorry, can you hear me? Yes. Jamie, can you be quiet? He talks so loud. Oh my God. <laughs> I know this isn't edited, but y'all gotta know. It's, it's all good, girl. I'm just appreciating your time. Go ahead. <laughs> so when I went, so when I went to this all white school, which was an, initially was a desegregation program. So when you pull up to this all white school, it doesn't matter how light you are. It doesn't matter how bright you are. It doesn't matter anything. You're one of those Metco children. You're one of the black kids. And that was very, there was no, uh, no, yep. we were the, we yep. the black kids. And that was my experience growing up. And it continued to be my experience. Um, and I've always been very passionate about my own community where I've lived my whole life. And, you know, the experiences of, um, that I got to witness my, you know, my poor, my poor little mom, her whole life, she was a mulatto, you know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> she was a mulatto. And the, the complexes to this day that she has because of that, to this day, you know, when I try to talk to her about racism and how it affects healthcare and these types yes. of things, and she's very adamant sometimes, like, it's not a race thing. I'm like, okay, well, actually it is. <laughs> and, and these are the reasons why. Yeah, we have a real dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> okay, so I won't tell it. So now I have. Okay, so I know, and I don't know what you're willing to share. I. Sh I oh my god. <laughs> no, because yesterday, yesterday you on your um IG live, you were like, "I'm gonna roll it out eventually." Blah blah blah. Girl, <laughs> you went to Alabama. Oh yes. And Alabama, honey, that's where my people from. Yeah, all on the map. I'm like, ooh, we. Yes, yes. She's 20 miles away from where my family. <laughs> really? I was like, I saw your beautiful pictures. I just want that you could tell us. I just something about. I have such a. Uh, most of what I talk about when I first heard you speaking, I heard you talking about you know the that black southern midwife, the grand midwife from the south. I heard that was one of the first things, and that's when I said, oh, she's my people because she's she's talking about this very important thing and one of the things that i um my particular piece in this um and why i like to talk to you all who are like the midwives that are doing the work and others that are doing work in different ways is there was a different type of culture um before we integrated um i'm a first generation born in, in a hospital um mm -hmm. and my family because all of them my mother included they were born at home in Alabama, right, right, one right. Of the, whatever you were looking through, I was like, "Oh Lord, she down there looking at the oh, we have the house." Oh. Yeah, I want just whatever you can share about that because I'm hoping that people, when you are ready to share what you you know some of your experiences that that you know they will be able to to you know I know you'll give us your information, but oh my gosh, tell just tell me about that experience. And it was really a very spiritual time for me and it was really i mean it wasn't emotionally draining but it was emotional to the point yes. like 
where physically every cell in your body is like, you know, like it is just was a little unreal, you know. Um, and it always has been. I've gone to, been going to Alabama for the past 18 years. And what's you know? prompted you to do it? Is that where you have... That's where my husband's from. That's where my kid's father's from. Yep. So what I've part? been going up there. Well, see, when you say the town, it's people like, nope, you got to go like five cities ahead. Exactly. So it's not Birmingham, okay? Yep. Not Livingston, <laughs> but Gainesville, which is a really small town yep. outside of um, gotcha. Livingston is the next yep. big city, but small, small. I mean, they just got, matter of fact, you look like the ex-mayor of Gainesville. <laughs> oh, I need to show, I'm going to show my, you, you do, you look. You do. I'm telling you, that's where my people from, and then my family. They didn't live when I, whenever I had to describe where they were, they didn't. It, it was dirt roads when I was a younger girl. They, they. I think when I got in college, they paved them. But it uh, yes, yes, it, it was about like I want to say maybe. 10 12 yep. years they just yep. did that yep. they just did that the street didn't have a name back when i didn't, no. didn't have a name no you just had to know you go past yes. that junction that, yes. that fort and then two more roads you're gonna make a right don't miss it now <laughs> yes that's so that's exactly what it is to this day to this day like i i, I love maps i love geography i We'll go on Google Maps. If I'm looking to study an area, I get down on the 3D level. I look yes. at the surrounding roads. I drive down it. And these are things that I do for fun, okay? Yes. <laughs> so so um, my love of maps and um, geography and those type of things, um, as it became more available, I've been down on the land because my husband's family and my husband himself owns a lot of um, land down there. Love it. And, and so I've been down on that land virtually as far, there's are some areas where you can't get onto the land. You can only see from like as a map. Uh, above. Area of, area yeah. of view. Yeah. 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 And so there's some of those places, but it, they abut uh, property um, that, that Jamie Lee's family and him has had. So in review of those, I would be like, oh yeah, you just go down State Street. And then take a left on McKee. He's like, we don't, he's like, we don't have those. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? I like, yes, we just found out it was State Street where his property abutted. But found he's 116. 116 his whole life on backside 39. I said, that's 39. There I'm you like, go. that's McKee. And Webster, that wasn't Webster, that was the street behind 116. <laughs> so exactly. It's so it's so um interesting. But the trip uh really it, it's always been a very spiritual place down there for me especially like i said my whole adult life you know um i've been in in very entrenched in in birth and maternity care and all of that so as i lived my life existence every year i would be going every year i'd be going so you know the 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 meanings to it had became deeper and deeper and deeper yeah. and this last time that i went was the first time where it really just felt spiritual. Like it really felt like I was doing the right things, um, that I was in the right place and that, you know, my purpose was what, you know, it, I was, I was doing the right thing. I just sort of had that, um, confirmation and, um, I just kind of have to go with that. Um, I just, it's a scary thing to just relinquish and say, you know what, I'm just, I'm gonna just keep doing what I'm doing, you know? when on my Instagram page for a really long time, I was, it's a scary thing to step out there. You know, you're in my, my professional world to step out there as a known face and practicing midwife at an institution. And I try very hard. I don't say no names and I'm not associated with it because I'm very cognizant of the fact that my, by me getting out there and saying, Hey, listen, what you're doing is harming black women. What you're doing is harming black women. I'm very cognizant of the fact that, um, you know, Maybe my employment could be at Jeopardy. I don't know. Yeah. You know? But I got confirmation when I was down there. Like, girl, just, just do it. Whatever. Like, yeah, there's my face. I'm post call. I, I, you know, I have a. I'm not wearing. I had a breakout situation, so I'm not putting no makeup on. But listen, I don't care. I just no longer care. I just no longer care about these other things. We're in a juncture. We're in an. We're in an yes. emergency. And we're, we're beyond like, okay, the planning phase. We're kind of like in action phase now. Like, what are you going to do? What's your strength? So I was um, working on like the podcast. As you can see, I could sit and I could talk for hours. I yeah. can't. 
me to, when people text, I'm like, I have a hard time saying these things, but I, let me talk with you. Let me speak about it. And so I wanted to put out a podcast and I did that one episode, which is linked on my page, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. But, um, I realized just in that one episode, I said, I, can, I can't do this. I cannot do this. That is a whole other job. I'm a midwife. One, I have a voice and I, there are things I can do, but I'm not a podcast maker. I'm not a video editor. I'm not a, you know, That's so it's just like, Listen, I have my voice. I'll use yes. my voice, you know? And, um, that's why like when, when I'm like, listen, what do you do? What's your job? Yeah. What is your skill? What are you contributing to this mess we're in? <laughs> and know? I love that. I, I love that you say that, you know, I'm one, when you talk about, you know, you just received an affirmation and it was a spiritual thing, you know, I've been having those same kind of things. I did not intend to ever have anything to do with birth in like, I didn't go to school and say, this is what I'm going to end up doing. You know, I, I'm an educator by profession. Yes. Um, and it was, to me, I call it, it was like a call. It's like, look, there's, th there's some things that you need to come and you need to, there's some things going on. And I walked away from just being in birth and stuff for a while. I was like, I can't, I didn't know when I got into birth culture that it was going to be, I didn't know that it was predominantly white women now. I don't know what I thought it was, but it, I, it, it never crossed my mind. Right. Because right. I'm thinking like what my grandma and them told me. I had no idea right. that right. in the state that, you, you know, that CPMs aren't licensed. Like, I didn't know. And yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know that there was so, that black women were like really working hard to try to establish themselves in this new system that was in many ways disenfranchising in a whole yes. other way. Yes. Yes. There's so many layers to this. No, there's I so didn't. many layers to this. Like when you think about our birth outcomes and the way that traditional midwifery was uh, a practice of, you know, non-interference and a physiologic process, you know, and then you think about how birth workers are blocked from, as was my experience and it, people may, well, you know, blocked, you had to do that. No, the struggle that I had was not a unique one. I had my own self-imposed um, exactly. struggles in terms of like children and those yeah. types of things but like the the educational struggles and the the no you can't come here you need your bachelor's degree all right let me go get my bachelor's degree no you can't come here you don't have birth experience all right well let me go do this and try and get this let me work in pediatrics and i come back can i work here now no 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 you know just the blocks and the blocks and the blocks to circle back around on how that like literally affected um, once you get to be like a midwife, I just want to say like in this level or whatever, you could be like, finally, I got all my white man's paperwork. I'm a certified nurse mid midwife. I cannot come to your hospital now. Can I come to your hospital now and deliver babies? And finally, in my experience, when I finished doing my um, preceptorship in Rhode Island and still going back to work nights um, for uh, 24 hours, it was the last time. Um, finally, y'all saw me busting my ass. I know you didn't want to help me. I know you didn't want to help me. You said so very clearly that you don't take students. But finally, when I got my midwifery paperwork and stamp with your little white seal, um, can I work here now? You don't speak Spanish. Bitch. of how this institutionalization y'all at some point i want to be like y'all fucking with me y'all really, really are did you give me my stuff give me the hell out of here <laughs> give me my things <laughs> oh my gosh Woo! i mean it is it, so it's so amazing no i want you to tell me about your podcast because actually that one i was i was trying to click it i couldn't it click for, i couldn't get it to tell yeah. me yeah tell tell me about here's the thing i don't know if that's going to be the final form of my being able to you know i'm working with some on something with google that's my husband i told you he was like no girl i know i know i know <laughs> i'm working on something with google where if i'm able to get someone to help me produce a podcast i will gladly do it it's not something i'm going to be able to do sustainably and do my line of work so i'm looking for for, for me right now instagram's my format it's free I don't have to do editing. I don't, you know, I don't care about any of that. Now, if somebody in your audience is like, hey girl, I want to hear more of you and they're a, whatever it is you do for your exactly. work, my voice onto your area, 
tell me that's your strength my strength is my voice and my job like you know so the podcast it's linked on my instagram page which is dr underscore midwife i couldn't um, get it to work though i have to try it again i kept trying to really yeah so it's, i'll try it again all right I'll here's try the, the link just kept saying it wasn't going anywhere. You know, what? here's the thing too. I'm just going to start telling people like, listen, whenever I have like my live discussions and conversations, shit, just find it on my page. Like I'll say relevant ones, you know, like I don't, that's just I'm looking to do less work. And honestly, more. you're quite entertaining. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh. I just sit there and watch like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you right think I just feel like she's a hot mess. She's a mess. She is a hotness, <laughs> honey. I love it because, you know, when I, like I said, when I first saw you, I said, oh, she, who is this? This is a special one. I'm not, this Bless her heart. Guy. I'm not familiar, but. Something about me is drawing me to it. I hope you do continue to do that because I I know that there will people there will be people that if if you know what is it doctor underscore midwife I don't know when nobody knows when you get off work <laughs> nobody knows when I've been using those I've been using those times and they've been consistent so I'm like yeah. listen like my thing is is like listen if you catch it you catch it if you learn some shit you learn some shit you know and, like and you do the little piggy like you have 24 hours yeah because yeah. I'm not doing what like what do you think this is this is a world of information if you sit there and you choose to be willfully ignorant that's your problem that's your problem I'm putting it out there share it like i used to be like hey i'm gonna I'm a tag somebody i'm not tagging no damn body tag yourself tag yourself you know it's I, what do what do i do looking what do i look like knocking on your door hey listen you know you need to t make sure that you're you're tuned into this information you should make sure you put your post notifications on no you know all that stuff if you want to hear what i have to say log it in whatever you know type of i got jobs to do i got stuff to go i got, I got charts to fill like you know yeah, I, look that that's what i heard on your on your on your yeah. live don't be ignorant out here don't be ignorant out here if i want to learn something about the lgbt community if i want to learn something about muslims if i make a choice to learn something about a people and i don't learn it all you gotta do is click a, click a button we got google put <laughs> put it in there you want you gotta write it the answer is right in your phone what would you my kids ask me that like i'm like i don't know <laughs> I'm not 100% sure, but I guarantee you Google got the answer. Exactly. Or can, get you to, or can get you to the answer. Yes, if you choose to. If you choose to. So let me ask you this. So if you, you, you uh, your path to get to birth has been amazing. If you were talking to someone, or you, when you, because I see it all the time, the people they say i'm interested in they put it on your lives they're like i'm just wondering about i'm into i'm thinking about birth or whatever what would you say to someone that's just that that before i mean first of all a lot of us birth workers say okay first of all we didn't just start dying we've been dying like yeah. you said you were like okay we've been dying um yeah. but now they've decided to promote it and i hate it because it's so it's almost a place of fear and every woman that i go talk yeah. to a, a, a console it's like it's like yeah. oh my God, i'm so afraid i'm so afraid no. we're dying and i'm like okay we've never been treated fairly and then i will you know i spend half the time talking them off this bridge this ledge like but i hear that that yeah. I'm like, die. yes 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 and that's and that's yes. not our you know even looking at it from the southern perspective that's not our legacy we've always known that it's been a hostile antagonistic environment for us and we equipped mm -hmm. ourselves you know, for that. So, right. but what what do you say? Like when you talk, I I know they have to be people that are like, Doctor Midwife, Doctor Stephanie, Stephanie, Midwife Stephanie. What you know? What would you say? Where, where do I start? What do I do? I just I want to. You know, you said before you were like start with what you have. But for the one that's like, I really want to do something like in birth, and I just think you're amazing. But I, I'll be my own amazing. You be you. What's your strength? What's your place in, in this? You know. And if you know birth work is for you, what is your space in birth work? Do you want to be a doula? Is that what speaks to your soul and your passion? Do you want to be a midwife? 
What type of midwife do you want to be? Where do you want to practice? What do you envision for yourself? You need to understand these things because there's going to be different paths that you need to take to get to the place you want to be in the birth world. Ooh, okay. So if you want to be a, a um, you know, a home birth midwife, you may want to consider taking a, a you know, a CPM or a route. You may want to do that. If you're feeling like doula, a, a doula work is for you, you may want to find an apprenticeship, preferably a black owned and supported apprenticeship. You may want to look at National Black Doulas Association. Okay. Um, and you may want to look at what it takes to be certified and what that would mean. Look at, are, are you able to support your existence on this? What would it take? If you, if you feel like you want to be, there's a midwife that I know. Um, and when I say I know someone virtually, like you, I know yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> it's like mostly good humans that I know. Yes. yes. And she is a certified nurse midwife and she's going to medical school. She's going to become a surgeon. That's how she is going to affect change in that area. We need us everywhere. If birth work is yours, find out what is your niche in birth work. What is your job? Yeah. Right. What is your job? Everybody's not going to do the same thing. You know? I love that. I, I, I love that. I think that that is... Um... Wait, did you tell me 1230? <laughs> of course, I'm not editing, but I can't. I, I, I yeah, missed it. 1230. Okay, good. It's my, it's my initiated call, so. Okay, 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 great. Okay, okay. Well, I, I'm sitting up here like, I can't remember what she said. But since <laughs> I don't edit. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, edit. Yeah, yeah. But I just want to let you know how much I love just that, even that whole dynamic. I love that piece of what, you, that part of what you're saying. I really appreciate it because, I, I think that there, um, one of the things I teach at Sankofa Birth Ambassador Workshop, and one of the things that I believe more than anything, and it is based in that whole context from Alabama, um, what I know when I speak to my great aunt, who's the last one of my mom's side, um, she talked about, for example, she said, well, one time with one of them, she has like nine children. She said, well, one time the midwife didn't make it. And I said, well, you know, and I was like, well, who helped you when you were waiting for the midwife? And she would say, well, your, your grandma would help me. My mom would help me and all yeah. those things. And I think that sometimes um, we see, how can I say this? Like I, I doula is a new thing. The, the concept of doula as a profession is a new thing. Before that, it was us. Right, right, right. That it was us knowing our place and knowing that I need to help my sister. And I love the fact that you're saying, or my mom, or my daughter, or my niece, or my whomever. And I love what you're saying because basically what you're saying is, you know, you know, go find your spot. You know, go find your spot. And I and I, and I appreciate that because I admire you so much. Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> and it's like, and it's not, it's not an easy feat to sell, tell someone like, okay, I know you want different sort of guidance and different ways but it's like find your spot what makes you comfortable do investigation the internets these world wide webs and these instagrams you will find your place on something that speaks to your soul you know and and a lot of times you don't have to go looking for it it's going to be found in your own walked experience as mm -hmm. as the, whoever you are black woman um caucasian woman whatever your lived experience but if you're choosing to go into this line of work right <laughs> I, I feel like i need to stop being so fresh like if you're choosing to go into this line of work you need to understand who it is that you're 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 um you're supposed like i can't i'm gonna just because it's too long to explain just understand understand that um, this line of work is, is traditionally uh, in, in, in the birth work and in the doula world, traditionally um, like more of a privileged white woman's role. And that's not really where the roots of it came from. Um, and so now when we think about us being in a crisis and um, just think about if you're going into this doula work and say you're it, a woman. Stop it, just say it, say it, say it, say it. <laughs> so rude i like i have to put it in a way like you need to be using your leverage you have it you need to use it and if you don't um i don't i don't respect you i don't and that's I don't the really, stephanie i know well, i mean i i just mean that i don't i think that you have more work to do i think you have a little more i think you just have a little more work to do it's okay. We, we so all kind. You know, we got to start for something. But right now, I don't respect your ass. 
but <laughs> but later on when you get yourself together and start showing some black folks on your page maybe i can respect you you know things like that you know stuff like and, that you know things like that <laughs> you know when i want comic relief i go and see what did i did stephanie do another live <laughs> I appreciate you so much for your time and for your everything. So I appreciate you having me. Honestly, it's been a pleasure. I can talk for forever. And I, I know you say, she's like, yes, girl, you can. No, no, I mean me. I told you most of these are like twice as long as this one. I'm only and I totally would if yeah, if I didn't have a prior get we would just be right on talking. I would just sit and wait till it's like you got anything else to say? <laughs> Nothing, you good? <laughs> but I appreciate you so much and um yes. for the women for the fortunate women who are uh, for those women who are fortunate enough to maybe be in your area would you tell them where you where you are and where you work and then also just how can they connect with you you yes. know I'm like I'm going to move my job sweatshirt over like <laughs> so <laughs> so I can be reached right now I can be reached um on a personal platform at doctor underscore midwife. Um, I am taking clients, um, you know, full scope midwifery at my practice in Providence, Rhode Island. I work for women's care, um, which is a midwifery practice um, in Providence. So I am taking uh, new clients. Um, uh, but for the most part, if you just hear from my shenanigans and, <laughs> and whatnot, catch me on like my, uh, you know, my Instagram, that's my major way, my major platform, that's free. And I'm all for that. Um, and you know, whatever. I love to connect with people, talk conversations. There's so much that we can learn from each other. There's so much community building where in the past we didn't have these platforms. We didn't have that ability, things that were going on in San Francisco or things in the Bay or things in New York or Mississippi or Alabama. We didn't have this ability. Now we have it, we have it and we need to utilize it. So I thank you so much for having me. I look forward to seeing how this rolls out and going back and listening to it and being like, girl, you're a mess. All right, great, right, because right now all your stuff disappears at, after 24 hours. You just, oh, yeah. Like, get so, your ass in here. Somebody okay. wants to stay longer and then do it. I can't, I don't have time for that. <laughs> okay, so, oh, wait, let me ask you this really quick. Do you do, do you all, um, you do home births as well or in your practice? Right now I'm in the confines of the institution. Um, so I work out of a, a private practice. We do, I do hospital births, but we do have a birth center um, there. I do respect the physiologic process. You know, um, we are certified nurse midwife. There are risk stratifications, you know, there is a criteria, there are certain things, but um, you know, if you want a low intervention uh, birth, which includes like, well, see, you can get me going. Look. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. If you want a little intervention birth, okay, then yes. If you live in the area, come see your girl. All <laughs> right. Thank you, Doctor Midwife, Doctor Stephanie Mitchell, Nurse Wife Stephanie Mitchell, all of those above. I appreciate your time. You are lovely. You are wonderful, and I appreciate you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, for you so much for having me. Yes. Mwah. You all, um, I'll put her information below. Make sure you reach out to her and check her out. All right. All righty. Hey.